last week was was really special. Uh, thanks for coming back, guys. It was, um, you know, I, I think it was fun listening to the memory lane and uh, and seeing where we came from, uh, you know, remembering stuff that we uh, that uh, like the Trevor mentoring phone calls. We, I, I, it's been so long ago, <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. But yeah, yeah you, I'd forgotten too. It was great. You made <laughs> us, man. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, tears. Here, let me find, see if I can find another song for that. Um, <laughs> well, um, I'm honored to be back again this week. <laughs> okay, that's about all I can play <laughs> without getting sued. Um, all right, so we're back at it. This is technically episode 101, but it's really episode 100, part two. Uh, I could could have cheated. Well, um, I did like how Cole did his episode 100, and he did a 100A and 100B, but right. you know, I don't know. I like to count. So, And that's interesting because, and we didn't bring that up last time, but Cole and Erica started podcasting right about the same time we did. Remember that, Mark? That's right. Yeah, it's and, a kicked off around the same time and did they reach out to us or did we reach out to them i forget i can't remember that's a good question um i think it's amazing i think they made a reach out to you if i remember um and just were like hey you're cool we're cool let's be friends (laughs) and well let's be friends and it worked out it's been a been a great pairing and of course as a result we uh he's partners on this and um, and I still use their bumpers when I remember, uh, so I, I just love their voices. Yeah, that's a great bumper. Yeah, so yeah, yep. um, we left off with um, with we went we'd gotten through the list and uh, we made uh, not so much progress on the list. Although what's funny is I, I during the edited portion, I heard you talking more about the uh, rapid fire stuff, and I was like, hey, that was a great idea. <laughs> Why didn't I do that? Oh, because I didn't hear it. Um, <laughs> that's right. I was I was peeing, <laughs> so yeah, t- what happens? It's not TMI. It's it's part of the show. That's right. Yeah. You, you you pee, you aren't free. I don't know, um, but that's that's not a bad idea if we don't get it through it today. Um, but w- there had been some Criterion news that we kind of overlooked. Uh, and, and in fact, just to backtrack, I also want to give out a couple of t- Patreon shoutouts. We we did get a couple of additions. Uh, hopefully, people that wanted to hear episode one hundred before. Uh, I got it edited. Um, so, well, Daniel Dowdy, I think he's a repatreon. I'm not sure. Not not shaming you, Daniel. I just honestly can't remember, but I think he is. And then Lee Nicholas is a new Patreon. Um, Lee, I don't recognize the name, but um, so yeah, I, this is like a common refrain. It's like, who are you? But thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of people in our social community. So, uh, and but I think Daniel's been in our our our, our groups and stuff. So, hey guys. Thank you guys. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. So, um, and then we still have the, um, the spotlight show is still the complete and, um, sorry, I had written down criterion channel surfing on my outline here. So I'll change that. That was last month, uh, which, but it's also getting off to a good start and, uh, the complete, they are towards the end of, uh, the Decalogue recording. In fact, probably by the time the edited version is up, they'll have, They'll have um, most of the Decalogue done, uh, the second to last, the penultimate episode for Decalogue, with a, a really special guest, um, a friend of our show, and I'm not going to say who it is yet. And then they have a special, special guest for their last episode they'll be recording, and um, and I he shared it with me. I'm not going to not going to speak for him, but it is 
a legitimately special guest, and I, that's going to be a, a great ending of that series. And then they get to go on his, the rest of his filmography. So, so check that out and keep an eye out. And then we have news. So do you guys have any thoughts on that? I guess just the Patreon people and the complete. Yeah, I, I think it's. I mean, it's great that people support. Again, thank you for that. Uh, you know, it's a labor of love, and uh, hopefully, you love the show, and that's why you're supporting. And I, I think the uh, the complete is doing some really great work. I'm I'm hoping. Uh, that Matt and Travis are are feeling um, like they're they're following the law now that they're almost all the way through the Ten Commandments in the de- the Decalogue, <laughs> um, but no, they they really do a great job. It's kind of my favorite way to watch movies too, uh, you know, sequentially by directors. So really uh, suggest yeah. people listen to them if they don't already. Yeah, and and they they have a rapport too. Uh, they they have a good way of uh, digging into a film. So um so yeah, great. They're, they're, I like that we're doing this spotlight show, and uh, and yeah, I, I know it's going to be next month, but it's fun to talk about Matt and Trav for a while. Um, I will also say that we have a special guest coming on next week, uh, who's one of the biggest guests we've had, maybe the biggest. I don't know. Would you? I, I can't share the name, but uh, but you both know. So would would you say that's the biggest guest we've had in our? Hmm. Probably, if not close. Probably the most sure. well known as a yeah. Think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that I think for sure. Um, yeah, and I'm excited. I'm excited for all that you guys talk about. Yeah, I am too. Um, yeah, maybe most well known that's not a cine- outside of cinephile circles. So that means um, well known, uh, very well known within. But if you think about some of the directors and other people we've had, some of those are pretty well known. So, okay, well, uh, we've had a couple news items, and I'm just going to kind of breeze through these because inevitably we're going to spend a lot of time um, digging through this wish list again. Um, But we had the newsletter clue, which was a week and a half ago, and it was, uh, I I think it's, we all know it's um, Beyonce, and uh, she's holding her hand out, and I think, not think, I think it's from that song Single Ladies. Oh yeah, that's a direct steal. I mean, you can find that. It, it, it's like he traced the uh, well, you know, in his own way, an image from that music video. Yeah, yeah. So uh, earmuffs, Matt Gasteyer, but I'm not a Beyonce fan. I, oh, oh no. I've tried, tried. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm getting. I'm going to get a lot of hate mail. Uh, Matt will be okay. He's. I, I tried lemonade, and I was really impressed. Or not lemonade. Um, homecoming. Um, I, I would like to try lemonade, but it's not available anywhere. Um, Beyonce fans, anybody? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not like a, 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 a in par, inner circle or anything like that. I, I would, <laughs> I'm not going to go after you for what you just said. You're not like a bee. Some of them or, are certainly going to. Is it Bumblebees? <laughs> is that her fan club? Uh, see, that's how far so, out of it I am. Okay, yeah. But I think she's pretty phenomenal. Even you know, beyond just her music, I think that. Uh, think that she's impressive to watch and all that she does so yeah i think it's interesting sometimes the people clues are really tough to um tough to dissect there there was the um i mean really not like beyonce at all but there was what turned out to be uh well no it wasn't ginsburg it was the when we were kings so oh yeah um i guess was that the beat poets after all maybe not um i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) So this one, there have been a couple good guesses. Uh, I, I think I saw Diva, so 
I guess you could think of she's the modern day diva. But I also kind of think that if it were diva, I mean, there's lots of people you could use, you know, you could use, um, I don't know, I was going to say Whitney Houston, may she rest in peace. Um, who's, who's a diva? Uh, Barbara Streisand? And not in a negative yeah. way. Uh, right. I mean, Mariah Carey. Of course, then people would just think it's another clue for, uh, you know, like some, some, it would be tough if you just used a diva that everyone would think it was for a particular movie that diva was associated with. Right. So. Yeah. So the, the, the people were thinking the Benet, um, I hope I'm getting that right. The, his movie diva. And because we have, um, uh, why am I forgetting the other Benet, um, the, uh, the one with, um, Beatrice Dahl that we talked about coming out soon. Um, it's, uh, Betty Blue, Betty Blue. So since we have that coming out, may, and, but the other thing is Criterion doesn't like to release those right on, you know, the same director, you know, within a few months apart. I, I can't remember right. them doing that very often. Sometimes they'll do it back to back, like, uh, like with, uh, Christian Mungju. Matt. What do you think, Matt? Or Mark? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I couldn't. I I had no idea. Um, it, I couldn't really place it. I haven't seen Diva, so it didn't really make sense to me. I actually thought it looked like R- R- uh, Rosario Dawson. So I'm like, are we getting Sin City? But you know, she never looked like that in Sin City. So yeah. yeah. Well, somebody posted. I, I don't know where it was, but they they posted the the still from the video compared to the still from the image. And yeah, I think Trevor's right. It's obviously lifted exactly from that. Um, one good guess, I think, was uh, an unmarried woman with uh, Jill Clayburg, uh, and it's a uh, Paul Mazursky. It's a t- tough name to say, uh, which I think is actually a, a really uh, a really strong movie, and I would like to see that come. Have you guys seen that? No, no. No, it has no. Alan Bates too, so my wife will want to see it. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's good. Um, it's it's not it's it's a comedy. It's a seventies comedy. I don't know if I'd say it's high art. I don't know if Mazursky was that kind of filmmaker, but um, but it is a good character study. Um, so I'd be fine with it. Do you guys have any guesses? I think I that's com- it. Yeah, it's I was the totally most playful the and one that I can relate most to the clue. Which I did one? think of Spirit of the Beehive too, and I saw that um, uh, that was suggested a, a few times. But I do think it's an unmarried woman. That that just seems to be more in the style of those drawings yeah the beehive um i I guess that's the fans but the thing is i think that's a big you'd have to infer a lot i didn't know that her her fans had uh, you know were bee related i mean i guess it makes sense beyonce b but um man you are out of it aaron i know (laughs) i'm so i'm I'm so lame so uh, all is revealed on episode 101 um i still think you're about to learn about the beehive firsthand so i i really do think maybe you should just edit out these comments <laughs> <laughs> it's okay i'm sure i'll get some comments uh and, and i think i saw also be on, on that same token akila and the bee and that's for, shout out to shelly sampin uh she just wrote a paper on that movie and was very happy to do so um but um but yeah i i, I think an unmarried woman makes the most sense do we agree yeah sure so, yep all the single ladies put a ring on it um it, uh, yeah so Put a ring on it. All right. Well, and then there was um, a couple of people in the in the Criterion closet. One was a picture. One was a still image. Uh, so the first was a picture, and it was John Sales, who is the uh, a favorite filmmaker of mine. Uh, he, of course, just came out with Mate One, and uh, and I'm I'm hopeful that there's more. I would lobby for Lone Star, uh, but 
interesting video. Did you guys get a chance to watch it? Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was, um, he kind of, one thing I like, I mean, it doesn't always happen, but it, it was like even more so like he was talking to the audience, uh, almost like a, you know, video podcast, um, just talking about some of his favorite movies. So he, he, he a bit, even a bit more of a performer, I think there than, than others have been. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Rather than <laughs> saying, where... Oh, go ahead. Oh. Sorry, Trevor, go ahead. I was going to say to the point where he doesn't even seem to be taking the, the movies home. He's just grabbing right. something he wants right. to talk about and then put right. them right back on the shelf. I mean, <laughs> and that's, you, that's exactly what I was going to say. I, I think the, the biggest difference is he's not greedy and he's, it doesn't, I didn't see a bagu. Um, it was more just, Hey, I'm around all these movies. And, um, and I thought it was interesting how he talked about his Italian uh, or the uh, Italian American neighborhood and how that was his exposure to some early Italian films. Like uh, I think he mentioned, uh, well, of course, Fellini, which good through line to our last episode. We talked about Fellini 100 and uh, De Sica and Olmi and some others. Um, and then he talked about uh, Casa Gabras and State of Siege. And I, I thought that was very uh, if if you've seen the Casagabras, of course you know they're political, but uh, sometimes you don't think about the consequences. So he kind of called those out. Um, I thought it was a good video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Informative. He, he's definitely a film fan. It you know, probably goes without saying because he's a director. But um, yeah, it was one one of the better ones I think that I've seen for a little while. It wasn't um, you know extremely high energy, but I kind of just appreciated his uh, appreciation for film. No. He he called his girl Friday one of the tightest comedies yeah. he's seen. He's seen so it was a it nice nice piece on uh, Hawks and uh, his girl Friday. Yeah, that that was neat. Just on to me, maybe missed opportunity. We could have ranked all the uh, wish lists or the uh, closet videos. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hey, somebody That'll be episode two hundred. Somebody get on that. <laughs> Put together yeah. a, a letterbox. Well, I guess you can't do a letterbox, but um, yeah. So that was I always enjoy those. Um, yeah. So, and then there was also Matthew Modine in the closet. Uh, this was just a still image, and he was holding up two noirs, and he had a bandana on. And uh, one, one was "They Live by Night," and the other was uh, what was the other one? The book uh, "In a Lonely Place." So uh, maybe a little noir member. So uh, that was enjoyable. When, um, I, I saw some com- comments. Um, I think Keith thought maybe he was there for a movie called Streamers, which I hadn't heard of. I'm just going to Google it. Um, and did you see that? He, he asked if it was for streamers and, um, Modine gave him a thumbs up. So he, he, he thought that streamers is coming. Uh, what is, oh, it's, it's Altman. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a blind spot Altman for me. I hadn't even heard of yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's hmm. 83 Altman. Not that I give much credibility, but it has a 6.5 rating on IMDb. But, uh, yeah. But yeah. I don't Available know. on Prime currently, so. Yeah. Easy to see. Um, I haven't seen Bamboozled, but I know that he's in Bamboozled, and there's some rumors that it's going to be announced. So, um, so I think maybe, maybe for that, what do you guys think? Have you guys seen Bamboozled? No, I haven't seen that either. Okay, well, he's he's in that. No, I'm excited too. Plays himself, so I don't know what <laughs> what that means. Okay, well, moving on. And, and actually, <laughs> yeah. this this is a good good continuation of the Italian American theme. Uh, Martin Scorsese was doing a talk, and uh, yeah, he's been in the news lately, hasn't he? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this one is um, he. He was talking about I, I can't. I don't, must have been the Irishman, I'm guessing. Yeah, and he was talking about uh, just some of his early works, 
And it was Peter Labuza. You, you remember him, Mark? We oh yeah, a good episode with him. Good and, guy, very good guy. Uh, and we were ta- he was talking about Italian American, which I haven't seen. And I guess this is just a personal um, documentary, I guess, of his life being an Italian American. So, have either of you guys seen that? No, I have. Yeah. Oh, you have. Okay. What do you think of it? I like it. It's really good. It's very short, um, if I remember right. And it has his, his mom and dad in it. It's very personal, like you, you might expect with one of his documentaries. He's not just, you know, he's part of the story. Um, but I, I, can't, I can't imagine it being its own release. Hmm. So yeah, I'm trying yeah, to figure out what it's... they're going to release with it. other documentaries. And I, I wonder... Like I was thinking about that. I wonder if, I mean, is it maybe, so I was going to say, I don't, I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, this is, you know, I'm not going to pay for a 49-minute movie. I'd be fine with doing <laughs> that for, for uh, Scorsese. But I wonder if maybe it's because it came out just after Mean Streets, and that's kind of a personal film for him, too. Maybe maybe it's Mean Streets paired with I that. I wondered about that, you know? but I didn't want to say it because it, <laughs> it seems overreaching. But I yeah. think that'd be great. Yeah, well, maybe maybe Alice. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, one one I thought was maybe um, his. Um, I I forget the name. I think it's Journey Through Italian Cinema. I think that would pair yeah, well. That would be, be cool because they're both personal personal journeys. Uh, this one is his, and I guess if you you can confirm, Trevor, if it's strictly about his childhood or if it's about his cinephile origins, and then the other one is fleshing out and exploring the actual cinema. It, does that track? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, he it, a lot of the Italian American is it, it's the whole ambiance, you know, and, and so it, it would make sense to to put those two together. And I think that would be great because they're not easy to find. And I guess they're probably yeah. online somewhere in various forms that you might not want to get. But <laughs> that would be really nice. I'd like to see more of his documentaries. Uh, more available. I, I agree. find his personal style very mm-hmm. compelling. And, and he has the two journey films, and I, I forget what they're called. One is just you know him looking back at Cinepilia altogether. I think that one's been on the Criterion Channel, um, and then the one about Italian cinema. So I would yeah, I would love to see all those. Um, just before we leave the Martin Scorsese topic, I want to read a tweet from our friend uh, Bill Jabiri. Um, so we haven't talked about the Scorsese controversy in Marvel, but I really liked this tweet. So I just want to read this and react to it. And I'm going to read it in a tone of voice. If Martin Scorsese loves cinema so much, why doesn't he create some sort of organization to preserve, restore, and release, re-release forgotten and neglected masterpieces from around the world? Huh? I added the huh. Huh? A world cinema project, if you will. <laughs> Was that? Did I get Very the tone? Good. Is that what you how how the tone the tone he had in mind? Um, so I think so. I don't want. I, I like Marvel movies. I'm not. Gonna, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But I think the the point is that Martin Scorsese is good for cinema and loves cinema. And so that's my that's my point. Do you guys have any any thoughts on? I don't want to go too deep. Too deep. <laughs> well, did you see his uh, op-ed in the New York Times? I did. I did last week. But he did get um, some some hate for that as well. Um, not from our crowds. I think it, he was speaking to the choir with us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm kind of with you. I like I like Marvel movies just fine, and it, I think it all comes down to 
what he tried to explain in the op-ed, what does he consider cinema to be? Mm -hmm. And I am one of those who, you know, I used to teach literature classes and I would usually start one of my first classes with, yeah, I want you guys to tell me what literature is. Mm. And there's a thousand definitions. It's very difficult to figure out. And everyone has their different idea of what they consider literature, which tends to to reflect something more personal than a specific objective definition. And, you know, I kind of take the same thing with uh, the lofty word cinema. Right. You know, I mean, people are people kind of think that's a heightened form of the moving picture. But I find that. There are very smart people out there who can defend anything as being cinema, and they do it in a compelling way that makes you go, there's something beautiful going on with that, uh, even if you may not like the trend or the movie. And, you know, at the same time, I think Scorsese has some good points that are worth reflecting on. I might quibble with his uh, definition, and he he might too, in, in a way, uh, if he weren't just being interviewed on the spot. So mm-hmm. I, I just took it as a a jumping off point rather than a jumping down his throat kind of point. <laughs> I love <laughs> you know, that but... distinction. Uh, yeah. So using that same, uh, that same comparison, uh, or with cinema and literature. So would you call John Grisham literature? I mean, it's, it's a book just like Marvel or movies. He's not saying they, they yeah. aren't the form, uh, but they're, they don't, uh, yeah. So it's, you put them in the category that's, worthy of study, I guess, is that, but you can also, if you get, take the literal <laughs> meaning of the word literature, which is the written word, I think uh, it would exactly. qualify. That's what, and cinema is the that's same. That's what becomes tough. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think the, he was the trying. The literal meaning is a lot broader than the lofty uh, meaning where we, we kind of grant something, um, uh, a higher status within, you know, the written word or within the moving picture. And that's where it becomes problematic to really try and define it, um, particularly for everybody. Yeah. Tough to articulate, articulate that because people will see it as, Oh, he's saying these are not movies. So, uh, right. He's not completely crapping on them only partially. Right. Mark. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think that's, that's, partially our social media online problem is that we we tend to and by we i'm just talking about the collective social media consciousness that you know anything that someone says especially someone you know prominent in movies like scorsese uh people tend to take a comment and uh and this happens all the time in the news bring it take it to its extreme uh, about what they interpret he is saying uh, for whatever reason i don't know why we do that but i yeah, I, I think he, he pointed to, you know, this uh, um, opinion article in the New York Times. He used the R word, which is really what he was getting at. And I, I think he, he talks R-word. about Marvel movies. The risk is the R word. Oh, the risk. OK, <laughs> I didn't I hadn't heard of that as an R word. Yeah, I thought I was expecting much nastier, Mark. <laughs> you I just made it. A, I just made it a thing. So oh, okay. maybe I, yeah. I don't know. They, they, okay. Yeah. I mean, so he's talking about that. And I, I think maybe his comment is more just, you know, the the blockbuster uh, the milk toast films that we we get every every weekend mm-hmm. uh, versus what he sees as more important cinema that um you know, movies that that take take a risk. A director that does something that is out of the ordinary, uh, tries something new, uh, versus what we you know that the Marvel movies are a, have a very similar formula. 
uh, characters don't seem to to die um, kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I, I think he's commenting more on that. And again, it's just more of a comment of, you know, we need more of these risk taking directors. That's what made movies uh, so exciting over the past decades. Uh, and we we need more of that, uh, you know, in the, the 2010s and beyond. And uh, there are directors that are doing that and you know maybe maybe he should focus on on that more and and do that world cinema project box set number three yeah well it was on our our last wish list well and and so i think he's right and he's wrong and i and i think that's where it's a divisive argument but uh and and i don't want to say he's short-sighted because he's certainly not he's uh we we know his his cinematic vision at least but uh one thing he I don't. I think it's a little fatalistic to say that there is no art cinema because the lighthouse is playing two miles down the road in a multiplex right now as we speak. And, uh, exactly. And there have been other uh, inroads with uh, art film. Um, and I think that's just we're we're just at a, at a weird place in uh, media. So I didn't intend to go down that rabbit hole, but we did. And I'm going to see Jojo <laughs> Rabbit later. So uh, that's another uh, that has Hitler as a guiding. Um, I guess a guiding spirit. So yeah, that's, that's, would you say that's risky? I mean, without seeing the movie, that's risky. Uh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, all right, well, do we want to get back into wish lists? Yeah. Let's, let's talk more what we hope is, is coming to Criterion. Yeah. More we, Blu-rays to buy. All right. We have a lot left, um, but I'll just go ahead and dive in. And I think we will at some point have to uh, get into this kind of the speed round. Um, oh, can I uh, can I kick us off? I meant to do this last week, Aaron. Can I just kick us off with my own uh, suggestion? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I, I want to. Uh, I, I think uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall needs to come to Criterion. Okay, so there well, it it's, is. It's on the list. Oh, are you serious? Or are you? <laughs> well, I I am halfway serious, and I, you know it's an old joke that we we had someone in the community who would. Uh, talk about Pink Floyd, the wall all the time as needed to come to Criterion. But uh, was it I, yeah. you under a different account? It was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was. was it was me account. under the, the, the yeah the, the the Twitter handle Bob Geldof or something. No, I mean I. It still hasn't come to Criterion. I, I think it would be great to see them release a, um, um you know I, I I don't even know what you call it. It's uh I mean it's a movie, but it's also a soundtrack. Um, would be cool to to see them release it. It still doesn't have a, a Blu-ray. So I, I've been lately getting into uh, vinyl, and there were some 2016 releases, some wonderful releases, remasters on vinyl of their old albums. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's time. It's time to resurrect the wall. Okay. So. All right. Well, Pink Floyd, the wall. Uh, that's on the list, so we can <laughs> oh, there so it is. You're actually being helping us be more efficient. Uh, well, since Excellent. you since you kicked us off with your wish, um, we didn't even think about, didn't even think about going there um trevor do you have a wish uh that's i i don't it might be on the list i i i do have one that's not on the list so i'll i'll share it after you but um but do you have any like um films that we haven't talked about yet that you'd really love to see i'll have to think about it for a minute because i know that i wrote some down but i i didn't ever keep that paper and <laughs> last week kind of washed the whole palette so i can't remember um, what they were, if they were on the list or not. Give me a, give me a bit to think about yeah. it. Well, we can come and, back. We, um, have, we have a lot of movies to talk about in the meantime. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he watched that piece of paper with his his slacks. So they're <laughs> they're in uh, in the laundry machine. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I could think of a lot. In fact, I added a few to the poll that didn't get voted on. Um, but mm. you know, kind of staying on brand for me, I would say Thirty Cinema. So that obviously means uh, Renoir and um, 
is is a big one. But we have a lot of Renoir. We have, there are a few that we don't have that I would love. But I would I would like a, a, a Julian uh, de Vivier box set uh, from the '30s and mm. uh, another one because we already have the Eclipse set, which uh, which I enjoyed uh, talking to you right. guys about some, that. Some Blu-ray, right? Yeah, that'd be great. Would love They Were Five, uh, Le Fin de Jour, uh, Dance. Oh, we already have um, a dance program on the Eclipse. So, um, and I'm sure there's some mm-hmm. others. Um, so that, that's what I'd say. Do a VA box set. <laughs> I know that I was thinking of some 30s French cinema and more 30s Japanese cinema. Um, so I'll, I'll say that in general for now. Okay. All right. Well, well, we'll dig in more later, but let's get to titles. So we're still doing the individual versus box set. Uh, so I'll start with uh, Hard Eight uh, from P.T. Anderson, uh, one of his, I guess, I guess this is his first film, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we talked about Magnolia last week and uh, and how that he broke through, but you could argue that Hard Eight was his breakthrough or Boogie Nights. So, do you guys think this is uh, possible? Yeah. Didn't this? I mean, this has been coming up for quite a while, um, and I, I can't remember the original clue as to why we thought it was coming up. Maybe it was probably a a guy who knows a guy who was at a talk with with PTA, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like it's never come to Blu-ray and, um, it, it seems, you know, they like to release an early movie from, um, directors, you know, like they release following from uh, Christopher Nolan. So, uh, th- this seems like it's just a matter of time. This will be their second entry into his filmography to me. Yeah, I, th- I think it's coming, but I don't know when because. I thought it was coming a few years ago when it right. was on film. Right. I think it was on the Criterion channel. Yeah. And it's one that I would like. That's right. Did, I, I would like them to get this one out because I think it's a, a really good film. can't remember if it had the wacky C in front of it. I don't think it did, but I, I, I'll, I'll ask Michael Hutchins or somebody else to, to check. I'm not going to stop the show to check. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, he has, he's a friend of the collection because he has punch drunk love. So that's, that's important. And, um, but on the other hand, we know how uh, Criterion operates, and he's very, very busy, but he would have to give his stamp of approval. Um, and I'm not saying he's exacting and uh, going to take his time, but he is exacting. He's a, That's the type of filmmaker he is. He, he He's a, a professional, so he probably wants it. So maybe that's why it's taken a while. Um, uh, and maybe maybe just it's, you know, we always talk about elements. Maybe, maybe the print isn't ready. Um, but I, I think you're right. I think it's just a matter of time. All right, next on the box set is Tex Avery Animation Set. So we're getting into some more obscure. Hmm. This one seems a little random. Um, I think Tex Avery, do you, are you guys big cartoon fans? Used to be. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I haven't I, watched these I for a while. I, I don't, yeah, this is a tougher one. I, I don't, I got to say, I don't quite see it. I, I just don't think Criterion's the fit. I think maybe another label. Um, I don't know what kind of box sets there are for. Didn't he do like a old early Bugs Bunny and stuff like that? I'm trying to place it. Um, I'm Ooh. looking at. I, I mean, certainly, I I remember watching it very early <laughs> in the morning <laughs> on Saturdays. Yeah, um, some Tex Avery cartoons, but I'm trying to remember what um, you know what they covered. So oh, yeah, it up. Uh, but Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Elmer Fudd. Close. So okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, I, I think an animation set, a cartoon set would be great. Uh, and you know, you guys with kids, although you're um, Trevor, most of yours might be getting too old, and all of yours, Mark. But uh, yeah, 
I don't think that I don't see that fitting on Criterion. Never too old for Bugs Bunny. That's right. Thank you. You're right. They're never too old. <laughs> uh, yeah, I well, you know, Network just put out Monty Python's Flying Circus. Not that I'm equating that, but I, I could kind of see that that kind of package would would work for. Uh, but then, on the other hand, Warner Brothers is, has their own streaming service coming out, and they probably own these. I'm thinking. I don't know. Um, so maybe they'll be on there. I don't. Yeah. I'm thinking zero chance. You guys agree? Yeah, mm-hmm. I would think so. It's someone else will do it. Someone else, uh, but it'd be great to. I'll, I might buy it. And uh, so from zero to a hundred, I'm saying hundred percent chance here. And we kind of talked about it last week. Los Alvados. Uh, so early Bunuel, mid. 50s been well so uh that's i think that's a given do you guys agree yes. yeah because this guy that you may have heard of him his name is martin scorsese i believe this was film foundation world cinema project wasn't it i don't well, remember I don't about that okay that, uh, that's when i don't give you the list ahead of time <laughs> i'll i'll check <laughs> Um, have, have no, guys... we're, we're fascinatingly ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen it? No. I have not seen this one. No. I think the oldest Boonwell, well, of course, you know, Shine, Delu, and Lage d'Or, but uh, the other oldest one I've seen is Robinson Crusoe. So the late 40s, early 50s oh, wow. are blind for me. Okay, well, here you go. I, I found it. It played Cannes Classic, and it was uh, part presented by the world of cinema project so yeah we talked about it a couple months ago and here we forgot already but yeah it's coming 100 percent um all right well move on yeah okay the next one we're getting into some very specific box sets here so this one is interesting uh it was called the unfinished wells so huh the unfinished um i'm just gonna google that a lot of googling in this uh this episode um but can you guys think of any this is not a trivia question any any unfinished wells other than magnus and ambersons um, which and i wonder would that qualify because it's it's finished but partially lost or are we talking you know movies that he just never never uh completed i'm just googling there's the deep is an unfinished film um yeah i don't know i i would uh, oh, there's a, a guide to um Orson Welles' other unfinished movies. Um, Too Much Johnson, Ambersons, of course. It's All True. Mm. Oh, Don Quixote. Yeah, I know that. um, Merchant Mm. of Venice. So I I don't know how many of these. And there's. Moby Dick. There's more. Moby Dick, yeah. I don't know how many of these uh, he. um, What what remains of those. But I know that he did like to tinker and. So a lot of these were just unfinished because he worked on like a lot of things at a lot of the time. Um, I, I, I can't, this is too specific for, I think a criterion box, but, um, but I think it would be interesting. What do you, what do you think, Trevor? I'm curious, are how many of those were also unstarted as far as do they, do they even have, I mean, are some of these going to be just screenplays? I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know the status on any of those, so it seems it seems unlikely. It seems more material for a book, maybe. Which I'm mm, sure there yeah. is. Yeah, and there I'm, there is in documentaries. Uh, so I I think yeah, I know I think Unstarted would be um, hundreds of scripts probably. I think Wells had a lot of projects going around. I maybe not hundreds, but quite a few. 
so yeah, I'd be curious. I, I'll read this guide. I'm not going to read it while we're on the air, but um, I'll put it in the show notes too if you guys want to read it. But uh, uh, so yeah, I'll say zero percent chance, but probably will be incorporated into supplements if there's another Wells release. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it feels it, that's a you know what I'm thinking. It, it all feels like supplemental material, but maybe yeah, maybe a Wells box set, uh, maybe maybe Eclipse or Criterion Channel will do something. Mm-hmm. But it's just yeah, you're you're talking unfinished films so how do you you know how do you package that well i think they might put them as supplements if they released uh, the other side of the wind for example yeah 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 so well hold that thought (laughs) (laughs) we'll move on all right the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford so Mm. we've talked about this one uh it's i think it's notable because the director cinematographer uh, Jameson McGonagall, who was a guest on our show once, uh, all of, all people have lobbied pretty extensively to get it in the Criterion Collection, and for whatever reason, they have, to our knowledge, have said no, so or have you know not taken the bait. So, which is a little surprising, I think, that because uh, it seems it's it's tough to say what films feel like a Criterion, yeah, kind of like your art cinema versus literature, what feels like cinema and literature, but this kind of does feel like. Uh, it would fit, but yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? I'd love to see it. I mean, it's uh, the the, yeah. the the current Blu-ray uh, is a little underwhelming, uh, as I understand. I've seen the film, haven't watched the Blu-ray, uh, so th- this one seems ripe for having uh, a lot of stories to tell. Um, and yeah, it's kind of a seem uh, kind of a modern cinephile. Um, I guess you could call it cult cult classic. So I'd certainly love to see cult- it cult classic yeah uh trevor you've seen it i i have not seen it really? waiting for that criterion release i guess <laughs> <laughs> whether it comes or not it you know i wonder how much of it is just it's it's not a priority for criterion it's not that they're saying no um and therefore there's just a lack of connection with the you know actually licensing it that that they just haven't gotten together to 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 work out any kind of deal on it because it's not something they're looking at particularly, but uh, I don't know, maybe Roger Deakins has a little more persuasive power and maybe they'll, <laughs> maybe they'll get on it this time. There, I think there's also uh, film rights are more complicated than just a director saying, I want this to go somewhere. And mm-hmm. sure. And I, and I think somebody devil's advocate pointed that out in an earlier discussion. Fr- frankly, I think that the studio would be, especially with the condition of, physical media today and i I don't think there's been a a release of this for a while but because there's a cult following i think the studio would be all on board personally i i think they would be dumb not to be um but but you you know you never know some of these things are very very complicated uh sometimes music is a factor um now this one i don't Hmm. think that would be a factor but uh yeah what do i know i just run a podcast people (laughs) (laughs) For a percentage-wise, I'll just ask you both. What what percentage chance do you think this will happen on Criterion? It's a tough one. 50. I do think it's a a strong possibility, but the past few years of not doing it makes it seem maybe a little less likely than I would have said Hmm. before. Yeah, I'm with Trevor. That's the number that first came to mind. It's ripe for uh, rediscovery for those that aren't aware of it. Um, So I I give it 50. 
Yeah, I think that's good. And so, well, well, I just mentioned the music. I forgot that Nick Cave did the soundtrack. So yeah, so maybe maybe that's the holdup. But the thing is, Nick Cave works has worked in film or with film. He's directed and written. But I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go 75. Uh, I I think there's there's an audience for it. As long as we can find a champion in the building, uh, then it'll happen. Um, The next one is. Once Upon a Time in the West, the Sergio Leone Spaghetti Western, uh, one of, I think I'd say it's, you know, arguably one of the the greatest of the Spaghetti Westerns. I think after the, uh, what was the trilogy with Eastwood? What do they call that? The um, the man with no name. No name. Yeah. After that, I think this was kind of the the, the, the kind of topped that, you know, of course, not everybody will agree. Um and those have all been restored or and released by the studio. So, and I don't know what the, this one's been released. Have you seen this, Trevor? Yeah, I have seen it. I really like it. This would be a great one for historical purposes and just because it's a quality film. Yeah, I think this is probably the, if you're going to think about a spaghetti Western and do like a story about the spaghetti Western, this seems like the, uh, yeah, the, like the last the last big one in the the movement. Um, I'm going to see if it's been on Blu-ray. It's had a ton of releases. I was just going through, you know, it, I don't know why, but you know, 2011, 12, 13, 17, I, yeah. I don't know why it keeps getting re-released, but that's why I just don't, I, I don't know if, if any, any of these, the man with no name trilogy or this would ever come to criterion. I mean, it seems like another 10 years, uh, you know, of, less and less physical media five or ten years before it would happen yeah i see paramount last put you're right you're right last put it out in 2017 and it's selling on amazon for ten dollars so um i I think they're just kind of throwing it in a a blu-ray case and saying here you go right um oh i uh i skipped the box sets so okay well uh, i'm I'm gonna say 10 (laughs) percent chance (laughs) you guys agree yeah yeah that's probably the number we can do percentages yeah, at least in the short term. I'd like it to be a little higher. But. Yeah, I, I, it would be fun. It would be a lot of fun. Uh, the next box set is George Stevens's American Trilogy. And I think this is, I'm going to Google it because uh, I don't want to sound dumb and get it wrong, even though I am. Um, I think it's Giant, <laughs> uh, let's see, Giant Shane, let's see, American Trilogy. Okay, this is harder to Google. Yeah, is it? Okay, okay his... here we go. A Place in the Sun, Shane, yeah. and Giant. Uh, so I've seen all three, and they're great. Uh, again, specific, I think I think it might have been Jill that recommended this. Jill had some great additions to the mm. poll, so shout out to Jill. Good call. Yeah. Uh, I think these would be great. They're, this is you know, classic Hollywood, some of the best of classic, classic Hollywood. Uh, what do you think, Trevor? Yeah, I've seen them all as well, and uh, don't see any reason why they won't wouldn't release any of them. I'm curious if they would do it as a box set. That'd be pretty fun. Pretty fun to tell the story that way. So I know that Shane is on Masters of Cinema, and a few years back had a pretty good release. I think The Giant and A Place in the Sun. I don't believe they've had special editions. I I don't memorize this stuff, people. I could be wrong. Uh, but yeah, the Shane was Shane's a classic. That's that's the one I would look forward to in this set. Uh, uh, Mark, have you seen these all? Yeah, no, these are these are blind spots for me. Um, I I kind of with what Trevor was saying. I, I wonder if they 
put them out as separate releases rather than a box set. Um, thinking of Giant, I think there was a um, there's like a Digibook edition of that, and I, I think it may have been part of a James Dean box set, like in the UK or something like that. Yeah, well, it's well, such a big movie. Too, US, I, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, and all of these would stand on their own very firmly. Right. I'd be most excited for a place in the sun. By the way, oh, interesting. Mm. Okay, yeah, um, I'm seeing that. That has a. I, I don't think that's out on Blu-ray. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that would be, that would be interesting. Um, and, and as far as the James Dean goes, you could just also say, well, how about a James Dean box set? Although you have to wait for this Vietnam movie uh, for him to, because he's going to be a digital uh, supporting right. actor. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that's when we talk about living actors. Well, you know, maybe they don't have to be living anymore to finish working. Right. So anyway, okay. Well, I'll say zero percent chance, but of of the box set, or maybe maybe ten, maybe if if it makes sense if they could license it, but I think most likely it would be individually. Oh, you guys agree? Yeah, you never know, but yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, I think 10%. so. It'd be cool yeah. though. That's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say ninety percent that one of these three would happen. Maybe even a hundred percent. I think I think it's very likely. Um, and then, uh, well, since I skipped a box set last time, uh, here that we're speaking your language, Trevor. And so I'll, I'll let you take this. Uh, an early Douglas Sirk eclipse. <laughs> well, I, I know the Eclipse series. That'd be great. Um, but I don't know early Douglas Sirk movies. I haven't seen them. I've seen mostly just the ones that are really famous and well-known and on Criterion already. So I'm all for it. Okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry. You let me down, Trevor. <laughs> I'm going to have to take this up. So. <laughs> well, hold on now. I, I said that just because of the eclipse, right? I don't have to know all the movies. I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm joshing with you. Uh, well, so <laughs> I don't know what they meant by this, but uh, I do know that Cirque uh, worked with, I believe it was Ufa, one, one of the German filmmakers, and he, and he, he worked in propaganda films, uh, in German propaganda films, but certainly had his melodramatic stance and it wasn't as explicitly problematic propagandic is that that's a word all the problematic is a pretty good word as well um so they are good films um or they might mean his early hollywood films so um so yeah i I think it's a a great uh, um a great idea but yeah well and i don't know if we talked about this on the episode last time or if it was part of some just pre-show talk i think the eclipse series has sailed away Mm. so i think it's very unlikely it'll come in that form i just i don't think they're doing that anymore okay well yeah i think you're right i'll I'll say (laughs) that just scanning the list it looks like there's one more eclipse wish list so anyway would you like a early cirque blu-ray box set (laughs) Yeah, didn't think so. <laughs> I mean, I, I should say we'd all like it. I think uh, I think we're all agreed. We more everything go Criterion that's good, but absolutely. But yeah. it's got to be good. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I mean, it's it. I, I think it would be very interesting. Uh, I mean, I why not a Blu-ray set? But yeah, it you know probably is more of a uh, Eclipse set. So yeah, I'm yeah, down. yeah. And I I don't know if if the clip set is done. We'll see. I think if they get something and it makes sense, I think maybe they would resurrect it because they got to get to fifty, right? Yeah, yeah you think so, 50. but they do have things that make sense. Like yeah, the, they do. The, the Borsage or not the Borsage Ber- um, Berlanga Berlanga set. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think they didn't. They actually specifically say that that was that that was coming to eclipse. Yeah, like four years ago, three <laughs> years ago. It's been a while. Whenever the um, the film came out by Berlanga, they yeah. said sometime shortly after that that they would uh, be working on an eclipse set, but that hasn't come to fruition. And it, I mean, I don't know how much work goes into these, and with Michael Koreski not there anymore. Right. Uh, to mm-hmm. do the liner notes just offhand as an assignment at work, you know, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't either. So They've uh, got a lot of resources going into the Criterion channel and its introductions and mm-hmm. uh, curation. And I think that makes sense nowadays. Yeah, I think the channel is the new Eclipse. Uh, I, I still wouldn't uh, shut the door on it completely, but yeah, I think... Hmm. Uh, I don't know, Trevor. You you've got plenty of time. Do you want to start writing Eclipse liner notes? I mean, I'd, I'd love to see what you have to write on each one. I would love it. Send me the films. <laughs> All right. Send me an assignment. I'll put there. We go. I'll put something together. It might not be very good, but I do my best. I promise you that. As good as Kresge's, uh, that's yeah. a very high bar. Kresge's no, he, was great. I you know one thing that I love about Michael Kresge. Uh, I don't know if everyone would love this, but you know he, he likes reading about movies and writing about them um, maybe more than he likes the movies themselves. He's, mm. he's the one who said that to me. And I think that's, um, that's exceptional because he's so more, um, he, he, he's a writer. He, he's mm-hmm. an, an analyst and he know he, he's honing that craft. I, I think it's great not to say he doesn't love the movies too. That's definitely part of it, but he, he's, he's a good writer. I've read his book, um, Oh, I can't think of the filmmaker off the top of my head. Well, while you're thinking, uh, he did also, he works for Film Comment now, and he's writing. Mm-hmm. And I just want to give you a plug. I mean, this is a long time ago, but you guys had a great discussion with him, you and David. Yeah. It's uh, probably mm-hmm. been about five, six years now. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm... it was great for him to do that. And then he got, well, I was, I was about to say, then he got fired. I, I think he really quit. I think he, no, no, he, he moved on. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I've certainly heard nothing else, and he told me he was just moving on. Okay. Oh, so you he, you did discuss that with him? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I used to talk with him quite often just to, you know, touch base. Hey, when's the next Eclipse series coming out? Uh, hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it was Terrence Davies, by the way, the, the filmmaker. He wrote a really good, a really good oh, book on okay. Uh, that that would be very interesting. I, I th- yeah, I would love to read that. So yeah, no, he, I think he's he's brilliant. I, I love that his tastes align or his skills align. He loves to write, loves to watch movies. So yeah, tailor made to put together to curate an eclipse, uh, or uh, these this library of uh, of movies. So um, so yeah, he's definitely missed some criterion, but he's doing good work at Film Comment. All right, well, I'll get back to the single titles, and well, this one we've already mentioned, uh, the other side of the wind. So a couple points on this. One, it's on Netflix and was Indiegogo kickstarted. By the way, I supported that and I still haven't gotten it, <laughs> but I able to watch it on Netflix. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I, sorry, I, they, they released it, the, the digital version, version to me the day after it premiered on Netflix. So I've never bothered to watch their link that they sent me because I could just watch it on Netflix. So, right. but I'm, I'm glad that I supported the film, you know, even though I'm not going to say I personally made the difference, but collectively we probably, you know, hmm. made a difference, but, um, so does every that mean little if it bit helps? 
if it came to Criterion that you would get a, a pre Criterion release of it, Aaron? Or I wonder. Uh, you know, maybe actually that maybe maybe that's why we're waiting uh, because they have to they do have to release a disc at some point. Um, I'm actually going to pull that up. Have you guys both watched it on a Criterion or on uh, Netflix? No, I meant to catch up with it last year. You know, it's part of 2018 releases and just missed it. So I mean, frankly, it's it's I'm just waiting to go on that, um, you know, Orson Welles binge and uh, watch it. So haven't. I don't feel too bad. Mark, or feel really bad because it, I'm in the same boat. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for you, but <laughs> it's right there. It's in my queue every every time I look at it, and you know, kind of that same old, same old uh, issue. There's there's a lot of those in the in that queue. Yeah, um, that I need to watch still. Well, it is you, good. I think I'd prioritize or- Orson Welles, but. It's very different. If, if you're expecting Othello or Ambersons, you're going to be disappointed because it's... It... Well, I, I actually think that's one of the reasons I haven't watched it. I watched the trailer and was like, I need to see this. But I feel like for me, it would be more of a curiosity mm-hmm. rather than to see an Orson Welles movie. And I probably am wrong about that. Um, but I think there's a little bit of wariness that I might not be ready for it. I might be disappointed and I don't necessarily want to be. Mm. Um, but well, I, I was a little disappointed, uh, although I, I found it intriguing and it, and thought provoking, and, and I, I think I would welcome a second viewing. Um, but I was, but after watching it, uh, the the documentary that accompanied it called I think it was called "I'll Sleep When I'm Dead," something like that, uh, was magnificent. And and I, I think I, I prefer. Well, I'm not. I love Orson Welles movies, but I also love Orson Welles documentaries by him and about him. Um, so I, I think I enjoyed that more. And by the way, I did p- pull up my, um, my perk. So I am a film <laughs> supporter, good for one copy of The Other Side of the Wind on Blu-ray or DVD. And uh, my choice, I don't believe they've asked me yet. And uh, delivery date is September 2016. So, Wow. They're a little late. <laughs> might, you might want to call UPS on that one. Oh, I'm sorry. Jan- estimated shipping January 2016. So I, I good thing I didn't hold my breath. I, I wouldn't be here today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, percentage wise, got a, any thoughts? I mean, it it does like like, like you said. There's no physical release. I, granted, it's on Netflix, and I, we're we're still waiting for Roma, too. Right? I mean, something's got to burst that bubble uh, and get released. So. You know, it just it feels like something they would do. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll give it thirty percent. I think Cold War, even though it's a different studio, Cold War being on Amazon and coming to Criterion is a good sign. Even though, yeah, it doesn't inform what Netflix is going to do. But right. yeah, it's some of these streaming companies are are. You know, I don't I wouldn't call Amazon a streaming company, but some of these services are letting letting these go. Uh, Trevor, you got a percentage? Oh, I think it's all about Netflix. Are they gonna right. are they gonna open that door or not? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you think that with things like The Irishman coming out, I mean, some of these are just too high profile to not exploit the physical media market for a businessman. You know, mm-hmm. I agree. And yeah. but I think until that door opens specifically with Netflix. I, I'm going to put it at a 10%, but once that mm-hmm. door opens, I'm going to put it more at like a 
180 <laughs> mm. well, percent this might open that door so we'll, we'll see and it, i it, mean it, not to not to tangent too much but I, I it's just that that you know it's i know it's uh, front of mind with the Irishman coming out, it's going to be in theaters. I just watched The King last night, which is uh, the new to Netflix this week, and that really screamed to be watched on the big screen. My my, we watched it with my family, and you know, my daughter and I both agreed. I mean, you you get that kind of historical epic type of film, and there's also some you know more intimate scenes, but you know, watching on the small screen, it just didn't have the same impact. So um, it's it's an unfortunate uh, change. I, I feel like I'm. Martin Scorsese uh, here a little bit, but you know, more movies from Netflix go uh, big screen, please. Hey, I, I can't help but take take you up on this transition. So, all right, nice. Next on the uh, the box sets is the Scorsese music documentaries box. I wow. think I think this is great. Uh, so there's there's a lot. There's uh, there's the Rolling Stones one. There's the band. There's the Bob Dylan. There's probably more. Uh, so he loves his music. Um, what do you think? Uh, I'm all I like for it. it. Uh, yeah. Curious. You know, they do music documentaries, so it's part of their wheelhouse, too. Rolling Thunder Review? Yeah. R- Rolling Thunder Review is also the Netflix conversation. So um, there's a... Yeah, that's the that's the issue I was going to bring up. Some some of this runs into this other other common issues. Yeah, there... There's uh, George Harrison, so yeah, uh, I I I think I'd say eighty percent chance that one of these happens. Uh, uh, although um, the Lats Waltz came out from Masters of Cinema, so, Masters of Cinema, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think this is too specific, um, and you know, music rights, as we already mentioned, are difficult. I don't know if the Rolling Stones would be happy sharing space with Bob Dylan, but uh, what do you think, Mark? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I, I see them more as, as separate releases as Criterion sees fit. Um, and I, I would agree with you. I think The Last Waltz would probably be the first one. Uh, you know, we see Criterion and Masters of Cinema in lockstep many times. So, yeah, I'm I'm on the single release bandwagon on this one. Yeah, but it, I would love Another it. Another one of those that's love sure it. a great, great idea, though. That would be an great. awesome thing yeah. to have from any label. Yeah, and that's the thing. There's some really good ideas in the remainder of this list, so uh, that doesn't mean reality. All right, guys. Well, okay, we're gonna change things up a little bit. Uh, we've we're we made progress through this massive list, but uh, we're there's if we we could spend hours upon hours, and we just don't have that time. So we're gonna do a little bit of speed round, uh, and so I'll just kind of throw it at you guys. If we find something that's interesting that uh, warrants discussion, in fact, I can see one on the list right now that I think we're gonna want to talk about. We'll, uh, we can pause, but probably not too many rabbit holes, just for out of respect for your time and our listeners, too. Although our listeners probably want them more the merrier, so it's your time <laughs> I'm thinking about. So, okay, uh, all right. King Bedore's The Crowd. Uh, Mark. Haven't seen it. Okay. Blind Tre- spot. Trevor, what do you think? Blind spot? All for it. Don't know how likely, though, because uh, they haven't seemed to be going that route lately. Yeah, it's one of those... It's in the conversation of best silent films ever, so uh, I could definitely see it would be a great release, and I, I think that they would love to do it. But um, yeah, I don't know. This is the one I might want to sl- slow down a little bit on. Um, is David Lean late epics? So uh, I'm thinking. So that's a great idea. I, I don't. There's no way that specific set would come out. But the question is whether the late epics would ever come out. So we're thinking Lawrence of Arabia, Bridge on the River Kwai, Doctor Zhivago, and there might be more. Um, so. 
Trevor, what do you think? Oh, I think I need to see them do more in that realm first. When they go to 60s and all that kind of stuff, I mean, I think of Spartacus, but I don't, they haven't really opened that door. I don't know how, if it's them, you know, right now they're going classic Hollywood or, you know, art films from the 60s. I, I don't necessarily see them getting into the lean epics. Um, I would, I think part of it's that they, they might feel those are handled very well by the studios. Each of those has, you know, a bunch of special editions. And I can't imagine um, the Lawrence of Arabia going their way for a while just because it's it's always treated very specially, including just this last year with new uh, restorations and theatrical right. runs and new releases. And, and 4K. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I think all of these could be 4K. So yeah, maybe if they get in that. But yeah, I, I, these feel like I, I'm. They're sh- certainly they are our special Lord, Lawrence of Arabia, and they're in the conversation of greatest mm-hmm. films. But, oh yeah, yeah. But I don't know if yeah yeah. I don't mean to doesn't to, seem like to take away from that. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Mark? Yeah, it just doesn't seem Criterion, uh, and partially because well, mainly because the the studios keep releasing them and releases every three years or less. So I yeah, definitely don't see a box set. Uh and I I think some have been on Laserdisc, but I mean th- these are any of these coming to Criterion I think are another five or ten years away probably. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, we're it back could to also be my own personal desire uh, tainting me here. I already have Lawrence of Arabia and Bridge in the River Kwai in really good editions mm-hmm. and I'm not a big Same. fan of Dr. Zhivago. Um, I'm not either. So. Actually speaking of, uh, literature, hmm. although I, I don't mm-hmm. think the book is great either. I don't know if I'm Mm-mm. not crapping on the book, but, um, but it's, yeah, I think that's the least of the three. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. All right. Back to speed round memories of murder. So, uh, with parasite. Yes. <laughs> okay. You can see where I fall. <laughs> uh, boy, uh, Mark, are you okay? <laughs> Did you just jump out of your skin? Uh, I did, I did, and I, I, I yeah, I look like uh, Frank from uh, Hellraiser right now. Yeah, I, I love this movie. I, I think it might be Bong Joon Ho's best movie. Doesn't have a Blu-ray release, I think, in any, um, any country. So it's yeah, it's like you said. It and I, I did talk about it a bit um, with Parasite coming out. I think it's more in the vein of Mother and this, mm. uh, and this is just if anyone hasn't seen it, no, it's just. It again might be his best movie. Awesome. In. <laughs> All right, you're in. Haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either, but I, I want to. Uh, I, I'm curious just because of that reaction. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Looks like um, it looks like there is a, a recently a French Blu-ray. So I just yeah I I think with to the Parasite conversation with that getting so much renown this year, mm-hmm. uh, and there is a um, uh, there's a Japanese Blu-ray uh, that. It's it's got to be in the conversation for the next year, and would be a great uh, addition for um, you know first time for him coming to Criterion. So yeah, all right. The next one, this is a box set. All it says is a Moldavar. Uh, so again, that's a can connection. Uh, so Parasite won the Palm d'Or, but uh, was it Pain and Glory? Uh, was one uh, did, mm-hmm. it won Best Actor right for uh, Banderas? Um, so uh, it was yeah a Moldavar box set. Uh, I'll go since you reacted last time. I'll go to Trevor. (laughs) Well, I would love it. I want him to release everything that man has ever has ever made. I love Almodovar, and so I'd go for it. But I'm also okay if they do these all individually, um, like like they're doing uh, 
here in January with um, all about my mother. Yeah, I think so you're right. Roll yeah. them out, you know. They're yeah, gonna roll, roll them out, out, is what I think. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I I actually don't know if I see it coming uh, because you know they've done all the single releases and uh, but maybe I mean Studio Canal has one that has like eight titles, so um, I'd put it at you know thirty percent. All right, back to speed round, uh, or I think we're still in speed round. Double indemnity, Mark. Mm. Sure, yeah, I would love it. Uh, great uh, Masters of Cinema edition. Uh, so yeah, it would be awesome. Perfect for Noir Vember. Uh, Trevor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I would love this one to, to come out. Again, maybe not one that we necessarily need desperately because it's it's available, but, man, they could do some fun things with it. I think so, really too. really up an edition. Yeah. All right, the next one is going to be pretty easy. Berlanga Eclipse. We <laughs> <laughs> already talked about that. I already <laughs> talked about that, so moving on. Uh, uh, Boris Eustache's The Mother and the Whore. Now, I might slow down just a tad. This has been a negotiation issue with Boris Eustache. I guess that's his son, and he, I guess, is asking for high, high prices, higher than the market demands. So I'm of the impression that if he if he could be talked sense, any sense talked into him, uh, then, then it would be 100%. Anybody would do it, but he doesn't seem to be budging. So, um, Mark, what do you think? I mean, based on that, it, yeah, it doesn't seem to be that that possible. But yeah, it's never seen a Blu-ray release anywhere, so it's a sad. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Trevor, yeah, I'll I'll go with you guys on this one. I don't know the film either, so I can't even say if I am disappointed or or not. It's supposed to be a masterpiece, and it's on the Sight and Sound two fifty. So it's uh, yeah, Jean Jean uh, Eustache his his best film, yeah, but yeah, the rights for all his films are. And it does a detriment to his legacy too, because I think I think the newer generations are not getting exposed to him. So um, yeah, that's not what I would want to do with my dad's legacy. Is what I'm all I'm saying. All right, yeah. move, moving on. Uh, this is this will be easy too. Uh, Precode Stanwick. So obviously that's just because of the uh, the filmstruck curation. So any chance, guys? I, sure. It'd be cool. Chance. Um, It'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. But again, I think that's one of those we talked about last week that falls very, very well into the uh, Criterion Channel curation mode and maybe not so much in a in a release that I see them doing as much as I think that'd be a great release. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Um, and uh, speaking of Criterion Channel, this one just went up on Criterion Channel is uh, Caché by, um, by Michael Haneke. Uh, I would love, love. This is... If you yes. mentioned that, Mark, I would have a similar reaction that you did to Memories of Murder. I think, <laughs> right. but I, I think it could happen. I'm, I'm actually going to go bold here and say 75 percent chance. So uh, I'm with you. Okay. Me too. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. It has. Yeah. Been. There's no U.S. Blu-ray only, and the U.K.'s been out for like 10 years, so it's time. All right. Uh, uh, box set. We have Val Luton. So this is like another um, uh, Criterion Channel cur- curation. So I'm thinking zero chance, but maybe they'll pick off a few of the films what do you guys think mm. yeah i'm with you yeah okay. the, some of them have been on blu-ray from other studios so i think shout did uh, curse of the cat people so probably not a box set but maybe more titles yeah hung up with rights uh, different studios too uh yeah. the shop around the corner Ernst Lubitsch. oh I would, I would love this one what do you think yeah i, I would love Blu-ray this one too. Mm-hmm. yeah i think this one's a, a pretty good possibility 
yeah, I think they if they can get Lubitsch, they any Lubitsch, they would put it out. Uh, yeah, and how many? I mean, this is considered a Christmas movie, sort of. Uh, sort how, of. I don't know how many Christmas movies they have, but <laughs> this would be a great one. Yeah, uh, it'd be great for. Yeah, we, we're always looking for uh, the, themed episodes for the Themes. time of the year. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's really just Fanny and Alexander or a Christmas tale. So that would <laughs> add to that. I would love it. Make it happen, Trevor. Yeah, yeah. Make I, this one's one where I would. I, I hope they prioritize it. I yeah. do too. Yeah, it's uh, all about that. Um, it, does, is this based on a, a book, Trevor? I don't know. If so, it's not something I'm familiar with. I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, the next one is Kenneth Anger. Um, they're probably thinking of the Magic Lantern cycle, which has a great BFI release. So I'm I'm thinking very slim chance uh, I could see Flickr Alley doing this but uh, hmm. uh, Mark what do you think that's a great call I was thinking Criterion but I think you're right this is a Flickr up Flickr Alley's alley um, well <laughs> see what I did there yeah, I see uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the BFI is nice it just it seems like it needs a, a region A release so I, I'm with you Flickr alright what do you think Trevor I can see Criterion doing it but it, it does feel like they've moved away from this type of of set yeah yeah i think so it seems more likely seven or eight years ago than it is today all right well i'm gonna pair the next two because they well we've talked about it already taxi driver and after hours so i'm gonna ask you to just give a percentage of both so mark taxi driver percentage 20 yeah and after hours uh, I'd give 60. That's one that I would see them putting out a little more unsung. Trevor? I think that 20% too for Taxi Driver, maybe 40 for After Hours. Okay, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to agree with your 20%. Uh, after Hours, there were some rumors, so I'm actually going to say 80%. I, somebody, I think it might might have been one of the actors had mentioned that they were working on it, so... Um, I'm going to say 80, yeah, depending on who knows what can happen. All right, that means I'm going to the two box sets next. So here, uh, Naruse Eclipse Series. I'm saying 0% chance. Mm. And I hate, and I, yeah, it hurts to say that. So uh, here, Trevor, you're the Eclipse man. What do you think? Well, a couple of years ago, I would have said 100% chance. <laughs> um but yeah, I I think that it I think it fits there still is the is the big problem. I don't think these films are in shape for what you'd say is a typical uh, Blu-ray release. So it would I would love it. I I think this is where the Eclipse series can still do something great for physical media that even the Criterion Channel can't. But I just don't think the Eclipse series is coming back. And I love Narusay, but I, I think that he just doesn't sell, and, and we we know that he he hasn't sold too well. Um, you know, kind of same with Kenosha. Uh, you know, there's lots of they have which everything. is a shame, folks. That I know. is one of their best releases. I know, yeah. I know, uh, and some of the best movies. And Narusay does have an line. he does have an eclipse, yeah. So, all right, and the other one I'd say 100 percent is um, Czech animation, because um, we know that they got the deal. But well, it, as a box set, I'd say. 20 percent chance, but I think individually a hundred percent chance that lots of. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Czech animation. I, I didn't even hear the words as they came out of my mouth. I, um, <laughs> I was like, oh, really? What, what is this? Sorry, sorry. They they got <laughs> Czech new wave films. Uh, okay, 
rewind, <laughs> check, <laughs> check animation. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm going to say as a box set, zero percent. Well, I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? That is interesting. I'm not familiar with check animation I'm, at all. This is intriguing, but yeah, it doesn't seem like because, I mean, I'm not familiar with it either, but you know, I, I'll forgetting to know it better. Doesn't seem likely though. I'm going to ask the audience, uh, you know, if, if I know that Czech animation has a following and, you know, Mart, if Martin Kessel were here, he, he would be able yeah. to share a bunch about it. I, I think it's probably, and I, I know some of the, like, uh, uh, I think Watership, not Watership Down, um, uh, what was that uh, space movie that came out a, few, a couple years ago uh, with the French director and the groovy soundtrack, Blue Men, Mysterious Planet? Oh, Fantastic yeah, okay. Planet? Fantastic yeah, Planet, sorry, yeah, Fantastic sorry. Planet. I think that Great was movie. influenced by, uh, by Czech animation, and yeah. Mm. Okay, still on speed round, Lost Highway. So... I'm saying short-term zero percent chance, but right. <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> I think it's someday. coming. Yeah, I think it's coming someday, and probably I think it might even be sooner than we expect, but not Inter- not short short term. Interesting. So we don't have to wait till we're old and gray. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Okay. Something. All right. So you think hundred percent chance someday? Is am I putting your words in your mouth or ninety? I yeah, think 100% you're... someday. Yeah, you put okay. good words in our mouths. Yep, agreed. Okay, now this is tough because I have to pronounce things. Uh-oh. So this is uh, Jia Zhangchi. Um, <laughs> so it's J-I-A-Z-H-A-N-G-K-E. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know this filmmaker too well. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know if it's, I think it's a she. Did the world. Um, so the world is very, I, I love it's, that movie. It's a he. He, sorry. He. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that that was uh, Masters of Cinema, if I remember. The yeah, world. It was an early one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking 0% box set, but maybe I, I could see the world or some something else coming out. Are you familiar with this filmmaker? I'm not. I know him a, a little bit, and he's got, I saw, I mean, the, the big one from this year is Ashes, the Purest White. It's ter- currently streaming. I know there's a lot of love for. Um, a touch of sin from 2013, um, and I I actually did see Mountains Made Depart, but it didn't really it didn't really strike me, so it's it's just wasn't that memorable. So um, yeah, would would be great to I mean he'd he'd be a, a you know a great uh, addition to the collection, um, you know especially getting more uh, Chinese cinema. But, yeah, yeah, and I think his aesthetic. Not that I'm comparing different national or different countries, but I think it's could be compared to like Karita, would you say? From what I understand, but you know, obviously Karita is Japanese. All right. Still, yeah, yeah. Still in speed round. The man who shot Liberty Valance. So a classic Hollywood western. Uh, mm. uh, let's just throw out a, a figure, uh, Mark. Oh, uh, thirty. I mean, Stuart Wayne, um, Ford. Sure. Sure. Uh, what do you think, Trevor? Twenty-five. 25 for 25 okay that would be a nice <laughs> nice one uh yeah i don't know so the next one is uh roy anderson living trilogy and that's uh roy anderson's soon um so songs from the, songs from the second floor recently uh, the pigeon movie um and there what was the middle one of that um uh oh, 
trying to remember. <laughs> they all run together. Now I myself do not know. You oh, the living. You the living. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'm pigeon think, sat on existence. Yeah. I'm thinking actually, this is, as a box set, this makes more sense. And if they yeah. did one, I think they'd probably do all three. But I I don't know. I I don't know. Twenty. I'll, I'll say ten percent chance, but I would love to see it. But I, I'm, it's a nice one from Artificial Eye. It came out in two thousand fifteen. I mean, if they would just do the same thing, and uh, would be great. So um, it's out of print too. So I'm I'm down. I'll but yeah, twenty five percent. More of an optimist. What do you think, Trevor? I'm just gonna have to defer to you guys on this one. I don't know. The, okay. The, any of it <laughs> that's a fair answer all right well the next one is pink floyd the wall so uh <laughs> we'll skip that uh yep. i've had enough pink floyd the wall for a lifetime <laughs> and then uh and he- here i'm just gonna ma- name both of these in fact i'm just gonna go through three box sets at once so because they're just names howard hawks john ford and andre tarkovsky um so somebody just listed the three three names and they got some votes. I'm thinking zero chance, zero percent chance that we're going to get like a Ford at Fox or all of Tarkovsky's, at least in the near term, um, because of rights. And, and Howard Hawks, there's just so much work. And same with Ford, too. So just I'll just throw it out to you guys. Any chance of any sort of box set or... Um, for Ford in particular or for any of those three? Any of those three. I think Tarkovsky could. I think they're going to get around to releasing all of his, and yeah. it'd be a pretty good November set to do them all at once. But I, I, I even that one, I put it like five percent chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I qualify. I would say zero percent chance of a big box set, but I would say almost a hundred percent chance that we'll probably get a, another Hawks film someday, another Ford film someday, and de- and we've already talked about Mirror, another Tarkovsky. So, right. What do you think? Well, his birthday's uh, he born in 1932, so 2032 we get the box set. Oh, there you go, Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky. Okay. What What about Ford and Hawks? <laughs> yeah, I I just don't see a big set from either of them. I mean, maybe if they package them together, but no, those are big, lots of big titles. No box set. Yeah, I say zero as well. Yep. All right. Well, that means that we're doing three uh, solo titles. Well, one was the the wall. Uh, Claire Denis Beau Travail. Uh, I, I never can say this. Uh, so I'm saying 80% chance. I think it's going to happen someday. I just, I think it hasn't ha- come out in Blu-ray. So what do you guys think? I was going to say 75, but I'll, I'll, I'll see your 80. <laughs> How about 78.7? Mark. Yeah. I mean, she only has two and, and really, I, well, I don't know if it's a newer, but 2019 and 2017, and th- this is considered her best and i've i've kept it on a shelf i've seen many of the others and just waiting for this one so mm-hmm. i'm with you 80 percent. yeah it's I, gonna happen i think it'll happen so all right the next one it kind of pairs with our last discussion is rio bravo uh so that's uh that's a hawks western um so again i think 100 percent chance we get some hawks someday um but rio bravo would be fine um i would be very happy for it but i don't i don't know yeah, and that's an, also one that the studios could sell. So, what do you think? Uh, what do you think, Mark? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think studios have put it out a couple times, so it's going to be it's going to be a little while. Um, but you know, the the ten year rule, <laughs> the ten year rule, uh, Trevor. Well, again, it's one I already have in Blu-ray, so it, it seems one that I think they'd love to get. But I don't know how. I think you're right with studio 
just saying we'll just keep this one guys yeah 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 i agree all right next one is uh we've already talked about this a personal journey with martin scorsese through american movies so given the italian american discussion at the beginning of the show i'm thinking there's a good chance of this maybe not paired with that you know maybe uh but yeah i, I could see it happening uh i'll, I'll say 50 percent chance what do mm. you say trevor uh, 30 i'm a little less uh less certain but i'd love it okay mark yeah i I guess i'm with i'm with trevor on that one probably a little less chance but you never know i mean i'm sure they'd love to release everything he's done but yeah yeah we'll see yeah i'm not saying tomorrow but um that's a longer one too it's almost a mini series so yeah yeah all right well we all well back to box sets we're actually almost done with the box sets so weiler at goldwyn william weiler at goldwyn and i think this was a jill um so William Wyler at Goldwyn Studio. Or yeah. I know Wyler's movies very well, but I forget specifically what he um released at Goldwyn. Um so and I I can't pull it up too easily. I think uh okay, well best years of his lives of his life uh comes up, so I know I know it's Jill. <laughs> uh what do you think? Wyler at Goldwyn. I think it's an unlikely box set, but a very likely release. Yeah? I agree. Or I think as something. As far as the individual types. I agree. Mark? Hearing channel, maybe. Yeah. 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 I think we need Jill. Well, Jill worked on Filmstruck. I was going to say we need Jill to work on Criterion Channel. So that's, yeah, that's a sensitive topic. Um, but, yeah. So uh, I'll go to the next one. I'll go to the next box set. That is Patty Chayefsky. Uh, so uh, it's playwright, right, Trevor? Yeah. I don't know too much about the the individual works or anything like that it's just a it's more of a name for me <laughs> so. okay okay sorry I'm, I, any literature i throw throw your way out um <laughs> I, I don't know what films he's done so i'm gonna pull them up uh let's see so oh network altered states marty so i think we probably already have him somewhere uh not those three but uh yeah who knows so but he's done a lot i mean he's written a lot so, uh, yeah, I, I think zero, zero percent chance of a box set. What do you yeah, think? They, they, yeah, they they don't see it yeah. focused on a, the writer as much exactly. as right. the films. It's, especially when they're those films. Yeah. I mean, those are not famous because they're Patty Choyeski films. Exactly. Uh, good, good thought, though. Um, and then we kind of had a conversation about this last week is Lolita. Uh, so Kubrick, I think, uh, Mark, you went on record saying that, uh, that, Eyes Wide Shut would be the next Kubrick. Right. And Trevor said Lolita. So Trevor said Lolita. We got it covered. So yeah. who wins? You or Trevor? Well, me, of course. But... <laughs> I would prefer see. Mark to win. Oh, wow. That's, oh, so you would prefer Eyes Wide Shut? Yeah, I, I, I would. I, I don't have as many issues with Lolita, the film, as others do. Um, I think it's it's important and would be great greatly served with some context. Um, but mm. I love yeah. Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. And again, there, there's a literature connection, too, with uh, uh, Nab- Nabokov, right? Yeah, Nabokov. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, so here, I'm just going to go through, through the last of the, the box sets. We'll do speed round for those. There's three more. Um, the Complete Bunuel. So, again, we're getting into director's libraries. Now, first off, he made a lot of a lot more movies than people expect. Uh, so I'm saying 0% chance of The Complete Bunuel. Uh, I don't think it would be, well, 
I don't know, when's his birthday? I keep on asking this. <laughs> uh, 83. So, Oh, no, I'm sorry, 1900. So um, we, we already passed the 100 years. All right, maybe the 100. So in 2050, uh, I, I definitely, there's going to definitely be more Benuel. We've already talked about Los Ovedados, so, uh, and I think there'll be more from there. Uh, what, what do you think, Trevor? Yeah, I don't think this one's going to fit into the complete Bergman mold for them. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I think maybe at least now. I mean, maybe they could do a box set. We already talked about the Mexico uh, films in Mexico, so you never know. Um, yeah, more themed box set than a full box set, probably. And the next one is would be very cool. Uh, Man, the Anthony Mann and Jimmy Stewart westerns. Uh, so uh, let's see, Winchester seventy three. Um, I think we probably have a couple. Man from Laramie. Uh, let's see, is the Furies? Is that them? So uh, I, I think think zero percent chance, but I think it's a cool idea. What do you guys think? I'm with you. Naked Spur. Oh yeah, it, yeah. The Furies is them. Yeah, that would be great, but yeah, probably second uh, separate releases. That would be fun on Filmstruck though. Or shit, I did that. <laughs> oh, there <laughs> it is. Channel on my first time. I like it. All right, and the, and the final one uh, is Spike Lee documentaries. Final box set. So I'm thinking. Hell yeah. Well, just the, when the levee breaks itself was, was magnificent. Uh, and I can't think offhand. Uh, he's done others. What What do you think? Hmm. I wonder if this I, would uh, include with music. You like a, yes, please do it. For yeah, sure. yeah so I would take right. any. Uh, so he did a, let's see, it looks like he did a Michael Jackson one. Uh, he did, oh, the John Leguizamo Freak. Uh, hmm. Bad twenty five, not familiar. Yeah, that's the Jackson. Okay, huh? That would be that would be cool. I I could see that more than releasing some of those separately. But it's yeah, like um, Criterion Channel. Oh, get on the bus. That was one of them. Oh yeah. So I I would say anything by Spike Lee, uh, even lesser Spike Lee, I would be fine with. I I just think he's an important filmmaker. Four little girls. Hmm. Yeah, all right. Well, I, th- I think we're losing steam, so let's speed around the rest of the titles. We'll probably have about a dozen left. So you ready? Let's do it. All right. No, uh, it's a straight speed round all the way through. So, okay? Yep. And so Crash, 1996. So five seconds are left. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or less. Crash, 1996. Uh, we'll, we'll just do percentages. Mark? Zero. Really? Uh, Trevor? Ninety? Yeah, I was thinking pretty high too. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking of the other crash. <laughs> like, why would that come? Yeah, no, I think this is pretty high. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, Seventy. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, all right, Bellatar's Verkmeister harmonies or or Verkmeister. I don't know how how you pronounce that. Uh, I'll go to you, Trevor. Give a percentage. Uh, please. I, let me just say, I love the book it's based on. Oh, cool. Um, the but I think it's probably a. 35% chance. Yeah, Mark? Uh, yeah, uh, 35, sure. I think it'd be good for Satan, or for Satan Tango. Satan Tango is coming out from Arbalos. I think it would be up there, their alley, um, since they're doing another Bellatar. But, uh, all right, and uh, we already mentioned Boogie Nights. Uh, so it was a laser disc. What do you think, Mark? Hmm. Uh, you know, I'd say Heart Eight first, and so this probably is a 20%. Or it's, a, it's still a big title. Yeah, what do you say, Trev? Uh, yeah, I think I was going to say thirty, but probably for the same reasons Mark did. 
20? I'm going. I'm going 50% because this was a laser disc, right? So laser mm. laser upgrade. Uh, they like to do those, uh, and I think they could get it. That's true. All right, the cook, the thief, the the wife, and her lover. Uh, so, Trevor, what do you think? We already talked about uh, the filmmaker. Yeah, I've not seen it, but from all rumors, I'll say 85%. Okay, Mark? Yeah, I think Strom, maybe 75%, um, needs a U.S. Blu-ray. I agree. And back to classic Hollywood westerns, uh, The Searchers. So thought of as one of the best films of all time. Kind of surprised. Uh, so, Mark, what do you think? I don't see Criterion doing this anytime soon, so uh, uh, 20 yeah, Trip. me too. Same, same. I think someday I, I could definitely see it, um, but yeah. All right, Pink Flamingos, John Waters, uh, Trevor. I think this is 100%. <laughs> maybe not in the next uh, six months, but maybe in the next two years. All right, Mark? Yeah, I'm, I'm down. It's It I've, It feels like the next one for him. Got to hit the biggie. I'm going to go 75 because I don't know if, they, if there's a print out there for it. I'm not positive um, that would be like mm. you know blu-ray worthy all right uh, children of men by alfonso Cuaron. uh mark let's just just make it happen okay so yeah uh 75 all right trevor i think 25 i don't think i think that's there because of that new year's clue that wasn't for children of men yeah i think you're you're right i, I don't think that was for children of men i think that was your europa 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 or europa um, I still think it's likely, uh, potentially, I'd say 50%, but long-term. Um, I feel like Arrow has, they've used it, released it in the UK, but not the US, right? So it feels like right. someone else has the rights. So I, Yeah, so maybe, and maybe Criterion is sitting on them. Uh, then right. the, the Man with the Movie Camera. So again, uh, nope. thought of as one of the best documentaries around, uh, Vertov, Mark? Uh, Flickr Alley has it, so yeah. No. Uh, I agree, uh, Trevor. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've even got that edition. So it's a great edition too. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think so either. And and, and why? You know, why, why bother leaving it in print? Uh, Raise the Red Lantern. So that's a a, a great classic Chinese film, uh, Trevor. Yeah, it's even one that I've seen. Um, but I have we heard rumors. I mean, otherwise I'd say like ten percent. Yeah, it's, I, we haven't. So I'm I'm with you. It's a, a guess that Mark. I'm not familiar with it, so I don't really have a. Yeah. Um, is that Zhang Yimou? Um, I think it is. Uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm agree ten percent. I, I that's that's a a blank spot though, an empty spot is uh, you know it's sort of the eighties, excuse me, eighties nineties aughts Chinese cinema, just Chinese cinema in general. I think has been has not been um, um, too prominent on Criterion. So would love it. All right, well, this is another familiar director. Uh, we've already talked about him, is Full Metal Jacket. Uh, what do you think are the chances of Full Metal Jacket coming? Or I should say which... <laughs> so what What Kubrick's would come before it? Uh, Trevor, what do you think? Well, I, I think that we've talked about the Kubrick's I think would come before it, but I still think this one will come someday. But I'm giving it a 35% chance in the next five years. Okay, all right. Mm. Mark? Yeah, I can get behind that. I'd say it's behind Eyes Wide Shut and Lolita and Spartacus, but before Clockwork Orange, The Shining, and 2001. So, yeah, it'll probably be 10 years before it comes. I'll, I'll, I'll reverse Spartacus because there was the uh, the studio edition that came out uh, a year or two ago. 
but I, I think you're right. Um, and then I, I think this one's very likely Mean Streets by Scorsese, another Scorsese. Uh, Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I already mentioned it. I, I just, I feel like it's coming. It's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Trevor? I hope it's coming, but I probably a little less optimistic than you guys. Okay. All right. <laughs> we already talked about this one, Magnolia by P.T. Anderson. We, we've known our, 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 our group has a taste, so uh, we know that they want more. Uh, <laughs> although I, I will say, do we have the Grand Budapest Hotel? Yeah, we did, nope. I think. We didn't? Oh. Oh, oh no! Yeah, no, we haven't talked about it. Wow, I, I can't, I can't believe it. is that not on? The... We talked it on, about it on the Geek Fest Volume One back in twenty eighteen. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's not on the it's not on this list. So, uh, yeah, hey, and, and, kudos and... to poll makers for not putting it on there because I mean it's one hundred percent goes without saying, right? Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, so interesting. All right, Magnolia, what do you think, Mark? I, I yeah, it's it's uh, just an underseen, maybe underappreciated. There's a story to tell there, kind of movie. So it just feels like uh, this could even be before Hard Eight. So I'm I'm giving it a good solid fifty percent. Okay, I'm with you. What about you, Trevor? Yeah, I might be someone who underappreciates it, so I'd welcome a revisit with some context. But I I put it at fifty. Yeah. Yeah, maybe music rights there with the, the Amy Mann soundtrack, but uh, and and a couple I think other. She'd work. She, I think she'd probably push to help PTA out, though. I, I think you're right. They're, I think PTA. they're buds. Yeah. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, that was uh, Spike Jones and Charlie Kaufman, right? Uh, no, mm-hmm. no rumors about this, but I think it's just one of those films people want. So, Trevor, what do you think? Oh, man. I just read the screenplay again uh, this mm-hmm. past week because I, I love this film. So, yeah, definitely a wish list title. Likelihood, probably more like. 10% right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm with you. I, this, this would be wonderful. I, d- I know it's one of the favorites of, uh, you know, the past 20 years. So, but just probably still low, um, low priority, I guess. Yeah. I, I think I've shared this story before, but this is one where the screenplay was getting so much buzz that I read the screenplay before I saw the movie. <laughs> and actually it, the the movie itself, my, at first viewing, couldn't live up to how good the screenplay was and how I had imagined it. So I actually didn't like the movie at first, but I, mm. I now think mm. it's a masterpiece. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, one of the best screenplays I think ever written, um, or I should say in the in the modern era. Um, and then The Adventures of Robin Hood. So uh, yeah, I, I think that's an interesting choice. What do you think, Mark? It seems more studio again. They, yeah. they love to put this one out. So I, I don't see i don't think it has that much of a chance trevor uh, i think they're going in this direction so mm. i'll put 40 percent chance yeah i think i'm, I'm I'll, I'll split the difference and go 30 i i, I could see I, if not this one uh you know so, some other one like it i, I could definitely see I, I think we'll definitely get some classic hollywood this year I, a lot of those are tough to guess though you know it, nobody had all about eve on the list right um, mm-hmm. it, it, if we if we did this a year ago I mean, what do you think we would have guessed all about Eve? Maybe twenty percent. So yeah, and it probably comes out yeah. In a few weeks. It come, I know. Can't wait. Uh, three more guys. Primer uh, by Shane. What's his name? Caruth. Caruth. Primer. Yeah. What, what do you think, Mark? Boy, I mean, it doesn't have a Blu-ray, but it's so low budget. I don't even know what kind of elements it has. So, but um, this this does seem like a, a film that just you know, from the 2000s that needs rediscovery. And sorry, I know we're in speed round, so I'll give it 30%. Okay. Trevor? 
<laughs> I'd give it a 10% chance. Yeah. I'd welcome it. I, same here. I, I, to your point, uh, Mark, I think that I don't know how much Blu-ray would benefit it because it's so right. low budget. Uh, yeah, but it would be, be neat. And I think maybe some, some supplements around it, uh, maybe talking about the science behind it, I think would be pretty interesting. It's a very smart film. So, uh, and then Uncle Boonmi uh, rem- hmm. remembers his past lives. Uh, so we're aesthetical. Recalls, yeah. Recalls, yeah. What, what do you think, Trevor? I think this is coming. I wouldn't have thought so hmm. at our last Geek Fest, but I do think it's coming. So 75% chance in the next two years. Interesting. Mark? Nice. Yeah, that's the optimistic. I love it. Um, would love to see yeah. it come. Uh, and I, I think... I think the original or the the strand releasing. Well, no, strand releasing still in print, but um, I, I'll give it fifty percent. Okay, I'll I'll say thirty. Yeah, I I think it, I, I think somewhere Stenicol won't, won't show up on the collection again. I don't know if it'll be this one or maybe Tropical Malady. Yeah. We'll see. Right. Some of that I admit is is hopeful thinking, not so much realistic thinking on yeah. my part. That's that's part of what this is about. Why we're here? Yeah. All right, it's our last last one. Uh, can you do a drum roll, anybody? <laughs> okay. I'm, all right, I'm going to try to do this as an impersonation of the director, but I'm just warn you, this is going to be really, really bad. So I'm embarrassing myself intentionally. The last. Okay, I can't do it. I need Will, Will Remmers. <laughs> the straight story. <laughs> I can't do it, David Lynch. It's probably the. I can't do impressions. Uh, the straight story. Uh, does does Disney own that? They do. Yes. Yeah. Yes, That's why do. it's just it's going to be a tough one to get. Yeah, we didn't talk but, about the next Lynch. Um, so go ahead, Trevor. You know how you asked me earlier which one I would put on the list. This is what came to mind. I was thinking wow. throughout the whole process: mm-hmm. is this not on the list? Is this not on the list? Is this not on the list? Right. Because this is the one that I want the most right now that I mm. can't have. That's great. Um, I love this movie. It's I so love good. it. Yeah. Well, you know, since we we, we kind of talked about the Kubrick likelihood, uh, we didn't really talk about the Lynch likelihood, or you know, what what would be the next Lynch. But I I think I hundred percent we're getting more Lynch someday. Uh, mm-hmm. I know we you mentioned Lost Highway. Uh, you think it would be sooner rather than later. Uh, there's also the Elephant Man. I think could be yeah potentially. I think that's next. Yeah, or Inland Empire, maybe. That's another one where I'm, Blu-ray might not help it as much. Uh, so right. what else is there? I want them to do Dune, Aaron. Let's tell the Dune story. Uh, we've got Dune coming out next year. Let's do it. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Let's do Dune. <laughs> do do, do, do us Dune. Uh, yeah. Wild at Heart, it, it, that was... Twilight that was time. Twilight Time, yeah. Twilight and Time run its course. I don't. Yeah, it has. It sold out. I don't know if the studios re-released it or if they did. Uh, Shout, I think it was. Oh, yeah, that's right. Shout last yeah, year. Last, yeah. yeah. So probably, no, definitely not that for at least for a while. So, all right, but uh, yeah, that's the wish list episode. So uh, we're done. We're done with the list. Uh, cool. <laughs> any, any final thoughts? Uh, you know, it, it's amazing how fun it is to do that. It's annoying to do them on Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> but it is fun to get together with a few guys and and just chat about these things and get a little bit more in depth than, oh, I just want that to come or I don't want it to come. But to have some fun, you know, vocalizing why and the likelihood, it's mm-hmm. just fun. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. 
It's interesting to see, you know, hear and read what's important to other cinephiles too. Um, you know, so I, and I, I love uh, some of Jill's input there and yeah. what she thinks should come. So it's a, it's a good time and uh, just more, more movies go criterion. Thank you. Yeah. And, and they will. And so, uh, yeah. And I, I, I couldn't remember who added what, but um, I, I'll also say that Travis added some really good ones. Uh, so kudos to Travis. And I, I think there were some others. It, it's, Sometimes you don't always see who uh, who adds them. I, I I don't. I think you have to be a moderator to see that. Um, but you're right, Trevor. I, I um, it, they are annoying when people. I think Facebook or social media is just not the best venue to have this sort of discussion because people will just name their favorite films. And in fact, even right. the polls themselves were annoying for me for a day or two <laughs> <laughs> because people. Right. I mean, it's like people love doing this. They can't help themselves, and we're. We're part of that too, uh, but there's a reason they're banned from our our groups because it just gets out of control way too quick. Um, so, but yeah, this they, has been fun. They don't work in in that kind of setting, but they really work well. Um, like we're around a table just chatting somewhere, you know, which is what we're doing. All right, well that's uh, that's the show. So Trevor, since you had to bail a little bit early last time, yeah, I'll, yeah. and I had to give your pitch for you, I'll I'll ask you to <laughs> pitch yourself. So, uh, so where can people find you? What's what's your deal, Trevor? Yeah, so <laughs> um, so I run the website, the Mooks and the Gripes. It's mooksandgripes.com, um, and I've been. It's it, let's see, is it eleven years old? Yeah, it's eleven wow. years old, eleven and a half years old now. Um, and mostly focused on literature, but a lot of a lot of film, a lot of Criterion, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of those are coming out soon. I've, I was telling Mark I'm a little bit behind on my review copies uh, due to computer issues, but I'm thinking November's a good time to catch up due to the Barnes Noble sales. So that that will be a focus for this weekend is to get things up and running so I can start just posting on mass. Uh, some of the review copies I've gotten that I have not um, fulfilled my obligations with. So I'm excited about them. Likewise. And I, I enjoy your review. And yeah, I guess it has been a while. I, I get emails for all your uh, your web posts, by the way. I, I can't remember how I swung that. Well, you probably have a subscribe link on your <laughs> yeah, website. You hit a button someday, yeah, apparently. I did, yeah. Probably not, not 11 years ago, but somewhere in between. So <laughs> uh, I do appreciate all you do. Uh, and I know that sometimes it's tough to find the time to do it all, but... Uh, Mark, where can people True. find you? What's your oh, the, What's your deal, Mark? My My deal My what deal you? is I'm on the Twitter and the, the Letterbox. H U R N E is the last name, and I actually just guessed it That's on a bad redneck. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I know it's not good. I I can't do it. I was just on First Time Watchers, and uh, I, we we watched a movie. I've never heard of Wakaliwood. And so I watched a movie that was made for $85 called Bad Black from 2016. It was a favorite out of, I think it was huh. Sundance or Seattle. Uh, it's a ton of fun. It's the best bad movie I've seen since The Room. <laughs> uh, so I, I recommend checking out Bad Black. It's free on uh, Prime. All right. There you go. Bad Black. Uh, all right. Well, uh, this has been our hundred and first episode of Criterion Now, but I, I think it's part of the um, part of the celebration we did for 100. Uh, so Criterion Now, you can find us at the 25th Frame and support the 25th Frame. You can support our Patreon at CriterionNow.com. I'm sorry, is it Patreon.com slash CriterionNow. We have them mixed together. And uh, yeah, I, I think we're, there's going to be more to come. A lot a lot more Criterion releases coming out soon. We already mentioned All About the Eve, All About My Mother, There's Until the End of the World. Uh, we still haven't dived into Godzilla 
So, um, so yeah, a lot of good stuff on the way, and I expect this, this thing to keep on kicking. So appreciate you joining us, guys. Yeah, thanks for keeping us going. to both of you, and to you, Aaron, in particular, for running this thing for, for so long and with so much enthusiasm and building a great community. Appreciate that. Exactly. Yeah, you're you're a good man, sir. Thanks for keeping us rolling. We oh. love this uh, this community that you've built. So great work. The twenty fifth frame, a listener supported network celebrating film and culture worldwide.